Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 194, coming to you from Detour to Neverland, Orlando. In our brand new office. Our brand new office that does not have an Ethernet cord set up, but we have Wi-Fi, so we are good to go. Yes, that's all we need. That's all we were lacking last Wednesday. So here we are. We are here. We are Floridians. Feels good to say. It's still, I say this all the time, and whenever I talk to people, I say this, but I don't know when it's going to hit me. Like, we're in our house, we're unpacking boxes, we've been to Disney, and it still almost doesn't feel real. It doesn't. I Like, when I was getting ready this morning, it felt like I was getting ready in a hotel or something. It still feels like someone else's house. But it is very much ours. It is ours. That's what the bank tells us. <laughs> so we're going with it. Well, it's actually theirs. They're just letting us live here. Yeah. So maybe it is like a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the rent is pretty high. Um, so this is the first installment to the Moving Diary post-move. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. It has been a little over 24 hours since we've moved in. Like a we, little. <laughs> like we mentioned, it's still been a whirlwind. We're going to forget things, I know, in this episode. But the Moving Diary episodes are going to be fewer and farther between. But it is something that I think we're still going to do check-ins and say what it's like after three months, six months, a year, five years. Who knows? Who knows? But... I think a common theme for today's episode is that even when you're moving to the happiest place on earth and you've planned about this for months and you think you have all your ducks in a row, we quickly learned that things can still go wrong and not in a bad way. But I think we had just built up like this perfect picture of moving in our minds and it kind of hit us (laughs) like a train. This weekend trying to move. Yeah. So I think all that being said, the overarching theme is we're in, we closed, we're moved in. All of our stuff is here and that's all that matters. But I think we learned a very valuable lesson in that you can plan and plan and plan some more. And there are going to be so many obstacles thrown your way that you could have never even thought about preparing for. So we have been sharing our plan with you guys over the past, what, month, two months? At least, yeah. And so you guys knew the gist of it. We're getting the truck, driving it down over two days, not driving through Atlanta, driving through Birmingham, and getting here and preparing for closing and preparing for moving in. So let's just start. And we don't have to hit all of the points, but I just want to hit some of the things that went really well and some of the things that missed on that point. So is this one of those? Are you going to start with the good or the bad? Well, I just think it's funny that we went and we got the Penske truck last Tuesday, the day that we were going to start our drive down. I 
had a pretty good idea of what a 26 foot truck looked like. Apparently you did not. I did not. I have just always pictured like the little U-Haul trucks. And of course you see the pictures on the screen of, you know, how big it's going to look, but you don't, I mean, it's just kind of like a toy truck. I don't know. And we pulled up to the storage facility where we had to pick it up and it was a behemoth plus a trailer. And I was just baffled that anyone could just walk up and drive away with that thing because it is huge. I mean, we were real life truckers. We did adopt a <laughs> truck life. Um, we were, you know, given head nods to truckers as we saw them at the rest stops. I mean, we we embraced the culture and we were about it. And it was a fun. We might have to go back someday. But right, we low key didn't like it. We were very happy to return it today. <laughs> um, but here's what I would say about it. I was on the verge of canceling the trailer. We talked about it on the way there of let's ditch this trailer. Like, like is it going to be too much? Like we're going to have a hard enough time maneuvering a 26 foot truck, like add a trailer onto it and put on that trailer. One of our most valuable possessions <laughs> in my car, which I don't drive a nice car. I'm just saying it's a car. That was it got a little overwhelming at driving up and realizing exactly what we had got ourselves into. And like Catherine said, there was no like driving test. No, there were no like guidelines. The nice woman just showed us how everything worked very quickly, showed us the QR code to scan in case we forgot and needed to watch a YouTube video later. And she just sent us on our way. And And she never checked my driver's license. (laughs) that's the one thing that you're going to remember forever. I just can't believe that they never even checked my driver's license. I guess you looked responsible. Well, they were wrong. (laughs) We didn't do any damage. Um, So then we took it back to our house in Tennessee where college hunks moving junk. I cannot speak highly enough about this company. There are franchises all over the country. So I'm sure you have one near you if you need any help. And we don't get paid to say that. Like, we really just think they're worth their weight in gold. So both in Tennessee and in Florida, they saved our butts. And the both of them were three-man crews. The franchises do have different pricing, which I thought was interesting. In Nashville, they had a two-hour minimum. And in Orlando, they had a one-hour minimum. But their hourly rate was different. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being about the same. Of course, it took longer to load the truck than to unload the truck. But loading it, these guys were machines. Yeah, they would like sprint all over the house. Like as soon as they dropped off a box and luckily it was a nice day for them. It was sunny and 75 and, you know, we were on cloud nine. Like it was so exciting when we were unpacking the truck in Florida. And we'll get to that here in a minute. It was raining. (laughs) In typical Florida fashion, it rained on us. Yeah, but I would, I I still, I do think we made the right decision in hiring movers to help us load the truck. We never could have done that on our own. It would have taken us days. And we probably would have had to pack it and repack it because 26 feet is gigantic, but it fills up fast. 
Yeah, we were amazed. I mean, as soon as we looked in it, we were like, oh, my gosh, we should have gotten a smaller truck. What did we do? We're crazy. And luckily, by the time they filled it up, we were thankful that we got the bigger truck. We maybe could have gone like four feet smaller. I think they have a 22 foot truck, but it would have been stacked higher to the ceiling with more chance of things falling. Ours was kind of evenly spread out across so there wasn't really any fear of anything toppling over or whatnot so load the truck and we start driving down 65 south and i think i mean obviously by far driving on the interstate was the easiest part of -hmm. this it was just the maneuvering in the hotel parking lots and things like that where it gets a little the gas station the gas station was bad we did use the truck diesel pumps. That was fun. That was an experience. It was <laughs> sketchy. That was an experience, all right. It That was in like rural Georgia on a highway that connects Columbus, Georgia to, or, yeah, Columbus, Georgia to like Valdosta, where 75 South is. And we may have been their fourth customer of the day and it was like 3 p.m. Yeah. So that was an interesting experience. We learned that 26 foot trucks do not go up hills very well. We were under the assumption that Alabama and Georgia were so flat and it was going to be so easy. And we quickly learned that whenever you have to go up even the slightest hill, the max speed is 40 Maybe <laughs> I felt so bad for the cars behind us. I mean, because the semis have so much more torque behind it and they can. Yeah, they can go. But we were really struggling to get up some of those hills. But all in all, very easy. So we stopped in Auburn, Alabama for our first night in a Hampton Inn. Easy peasy. Got DoorDash for dinner that night. It hit the spot. We got Chipotle. Uh, woke up the next morning. And started heading further south towards Orlando. Um, I don't know if either drive was easier either day. I probably would say the Florida day was an easier drive. You think I probably would have said the the first day. I don't know. Honestly, maybe I don't even remember which day was which. That's true. We spent around it's. If you drive through Atlanta, Nashville to Orlando is a 10-hour drive. Since we went through Birmingham and we're in the truck, I think it took us around 14 hours. I Yeah, I would agree with that. Would you still go through Birmingham again? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's really important, too, if you are ever in the situation to move yourself down and you're driving a truck it's definitely worth it to kind of map it out because if we would have just gone our typical route, we would have been so much more stressed. I mean, Birmingham was probably the most stressed we were at any time because we had to cross through like four lanes of traffic maybe to get off the exit. Like we got on and then immediately had to get off um, to get to, I don't know, wherever we were going. And I can just imagine that Atlanta would have been a nightmare and I have a newfound appreciation for when a trucker puts on his blinker, <laughs> please let them over. It is so difficult to know how much clearance you have 
especially with the trailer, we had no idea when merging. I mean, you have somewhat of an idea. Like, I hope I have enough room. Here I go. Hold on. I'm time. bigger. <laughs> uh, so be kind to large trucks. To fellow truckers. To fellow truckers. <laughs> um, I don't want to spend too much more time on this. We got down there safely, soundly, and checked into our hotel in Orlando. Um, again, we stayed at the Hampton Inn. And so we just parked the truck in the back. We unloaded my car off of it so that we could drive around and zip around wherever we wanted to go. Uh, we needed to get there a couple of days early. We needed to get there in time for to go to bed on Wednesday night to wake up on Thursday morning and do our home orientation. But Wednesday night, we had our first drive as locals on Disney property. And that was kind of a spur of the moment decision. I mean, we had talked about it the night before when we were kind of planning what we wanted to do on that Wednesday night. You know, do we just kind of hang out, you know, after you sit in a box truck for seven hours, you don't really want to do much of anything else. But we were just so excited to be here. We pretty much got in the car as soon as we unhooked it from the trailer. We stopped through a drive through to get some dinner and the next thing we knew, we were on Disney property and it was such a thrill. Well, we did stop to see our house. We did. Just to make sure it was still standing. It was. It's still here. There. Yep. Still here. And then we started the timer. And so we started the timer to see how long it would take us to get from our driveway to Disney property. 19 minutes. 19 minutes. It was pretty perfect. I mean, that's all we could really ask for. We had just hoped, I think, in our kind of location search to be like 25 minutes ish. So I'd say depending on where we're going, that's pretty accurate because we didn't stop the timer once we got to a certain destination, just once we were on property. So I want to talk about that drive because I think it's something that I'll never forget. And I made the comment to you of, we pulled out of our driveway. We got on to the roads that take us to Disney. And within four minutes, we saw a sign that said Disney World exit. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that there was a sign that close to our house that said Disney World this way was really <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah, it's a lot cooler than seeing like Nashville or Knoxville. This. But I would agree. I mean, I think as soon as we started getting closer and we started to like recognize some of the landmarks and see the signs. And then, of course, once you see the big sign, I think that was a, a key moment of it hitting us as far as like we're here. We're doing this. This is going to be our new normal soon, hopefully. And I mean, it was exciting. It was very exciting. So we, we went through the official gates and I think we saw at least little pieces of every single park. Yeah, we were just kind of driving around aimlessly. We didn't really have anywhere to be or anything to do. So we drove towards Disney Springs. So we got to see like Tower of Terror um, in that kind of area. And then we circled back around. We kind of made a U-turn because you can do that in Florida. Fun. Um, 
we kind of made a U-turn and came back around. And then we went down um, towards... Magic Kingdom? Magic. Well, I'm trying to think of the resorts that we pass that are on that road. Oh, Wilderness Lodge. Oh, but to, to start out, you go by Old Key West. Yeah. And those. So, yeah, we, we went kind of that back way to get to Wilderness and then took that road to Contemporary. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the castle. We're like 0.2 seconds. Briefly. Yeah. We saw Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. We saw Tron construction. I am pretty sure we were on a road that we weren't supposed to be on. Brendan is convinced that it was okay. I have very differing opinions. I can assure you a thousand hundred thousand percent that that was a normal pedestrian road that we were on. Okay. I mean, no one stopped us and we didn't get in trouble. So what else did we see? I mean, I mean, we pretty much saw at least one landmark from each park. I think we saw Everest from Animal Kingdom. You could see a little bit of Spaceship Earth. We saw more of World Showcase. You could see like the Eiffel Tower or the Japan Mm -hmm. buildings. But it was really, really neat. But it was very strange that almost nobody else was on the road. And at these resorts... Parking lots were empty. The buses were just out in the TTC parking lot and in the Epcot parking lot. It was a very strange feeling. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, but it also kind of made it, I don't know, I don't want to say like more special, but it did feel like it was just us in Disney just driving around. I mean, I think we made the best of it like anyone else would. You know, without really being able to go anywhere. We saw some Disney deer. We did. Yeah. So that was exciting. I feel like you don't usually see deer. They were near Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. Very fitting. Very fitting indeed. But it was it was a really surreal moment. And I think the next day it hit home even more. So we did have our orientation on Thursday morning. Everything went kind of as we expected. They just showed us how to use our house. Use things, yeah. Um, So, you know, it's nice that they do that for a new build home. And it's kind of a a final chance to catch anything if you'd like them to fix it. We never do. We're the worst. I mean, because we just kind of walk around and look at everything. Well, what do other people do besides walk around and look at everything? They would probably catch things. (laughs) They would probably catch things that we don't. Oh. I see. So we did that. And then we had the rest of the day on Thursday to do whatever we wanted to. So, of course, we headed towards Disney Springs. Yeah, because what else did we do? We needed to grab lunch and there was no other choice for quick service besides Polite Pig. The best food. I mean, you just can't beat it. It's amazing. It has all the things that you would ever want. I had some barbecue, some macaroni and cheese, and waffle fries. I don't know if I've ever gotten their waffle fries before, but they were amazing. And they did have some Gideon's Bakery cookies out, but we did not get one. Well, you didn't tell me that's where they were from. I thought you knew that if it was a cookie at Polite Pig, that it was a Gideon's Bakery cookie. Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) Okay. When you asked, do I want a cookie... If I knew that's what it was, I totally would have gotten one. Well, I'm very sad now. We have thing, to go back. Well, they're coming to Disney Springs. 
or we can just visit their bakery here. Yeah. Whatever we'll we do need it to someday. Do. But Polite Pig just absolutely hit the spot. And, and at that point, we were starving. We were starving. And then we decided that we needed to do some shopping. I mean, that's what everybody does, right? We did a little shopping. We just walked around. We went to the World of Disney store. We went to the co-op. Um, we went to like the pin traders and the toy store, the Christmas store. And we didn't get something from all those stores, but we were looking for Father's Day gifts, of course. And then we had to get a little something for our niece is like a little parting gift. So we got them little presents. Are you going to say what it is? Oh, I guess we can. We got Brendan's dad a Tommy Bahama shirt because he likes those. And we got. That's like the most dad thing of all time. It really is. Yeah. But your dad will love it. Um, We got your brother a Star Wars print. It's a Mandalorian print. Oh, okay. We got Ellie, our niece, a little corgi. They have like a little dog cart kind of stand. And we always just like to go over there and look because they have some really cute stuff. And I saw this little corgi stuffed animal in like a little bin. And we just had to buy it so she could have her own Louie, even though we're gone because she loves them. She does love Louie and Loki. She does get them mixed up sometimes, but that's fine. I would imagine most two-year-olds do. It's adorable. We get them mixed up sometimes. Sometimes. But a lot of people have asked about what it felt like in Disney Springs. We both went with the disposable paper masks. Mm -hmm. I think that is the way to go. We do have some cloth masks that were made for us by your mother. And... I hate it. I hate to say it, but it like, is thicker and it's a little harder to breathe. Um, but we felt very comfortable in the throwaway mask and we went back twice. So we went that first day and it was great that day. It was kind of overcast. I mean, of course, it's still a summer in Florida, but we were very comfortable. We went back today for brunch that we'll talk about here in a minute. And we could not make it. So I think that's just something, too, that if you're in that situation, I mean, you're just going to have to make that call for yourself. Well, I I don't necessarily think we should say we could not make it. It was we just chose a diff- not to make it. But we stayed there for like two hours. It's not like we bolted for the car. So, I mean, if I was in Magic Kingdom, I would have stuck it out a lot longer than in Disney Springs. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that, too. I guess because we had already been there, we weren't as tied to it, but it was definitely hotter. It was. So I think if you're going to get access to the disposable mask, that's my current recommendation. Let me know if you have something that's better. I've, I We have these gator masks as well, and there's lots of controversy around these because technically Disney says that you have to have an ear strap on your mask. And obviously the gator mask do not because they just fit around your head. I, I think I'm not going to risk it. I don't think there's a point to risking it because we're pleased with the disposable mask. And I also think there's not as much protection with those because it's just like a layer of spandex really is what it is. And I, I feel like 
it's not really serving its purpose of wearing a mask if you're doing that. Yeah. I think a lot of people wear them because they are maybe a little more breathable. But like you said, I think we found a good fit for us. Yeah. Like technically they're against Disney, but we saw many, many people wearing them. Oh, yeah. Um, Temperature check. Obviously, we both know that we're not sick, but it was just a little nerve wracking walking up. Like, what happens if I am? Yeah, it was kind of weird because and it happened so fast, too. It's just like, beep. I mean, there's not even an, a beep. I don't know. They just let you go really quick and it was real painless. And I mean, the rest of Disney Springs was pretty empty. Um, and then which that's kind of what we expected. But all in all, it was a good first trip. And then today we went again. Something that I really wanted to do just kind of from the beginning when we were planning out like what these first couple days would look like. I knew on Saturday I wanted to find somewhere for breakfast. I love breakfast. I love brunch even more. So whatever we could find, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And we kind of toyed between, do we go to Disney Springs? Do we find somewhere local? And just to be honest, we never really put forth the time or the effort to find a good local place. And Disney Springs was just really easy. So we decided to go to Wine Bar George. Excellent. Yeah, it was everything that we wanted out of a brunch. I was a little nervous going in because they do have a smaller menu than a typical Disney restaurant. But the food and the service and the drinks and everything and the ambiance and how safe we felt, I would go back next weekend. They even, they thought things through very well. They gave you a little brown paper bag to put your mask in while you were eating so that you didn't just have to like hold it or put it on the table or like, you know, what do you do with it? Put it in your pocket. So it, you know, they tried to think about that so it would still be clean and ready for you to put back on again um, as you were leaving. But they had a really nice setup. We had the greatest waiter. I wish I could remember his name. Chris. Chris. Well, there you go. Chris, he was so great. He was so friendly. Um, So it was a great time. I mean, it was everything we wanted. His wife has a bow bun food truck in Orlando. So if you see bow house, please patron them. (laughs) Yeah, we learned a lot about each other. (laughs) We talked a lot. But it, it was just absolutely amazing. And I do think Wine Bar George gets overlooked quite often. Or a lot of times people just visit their walk up window instead of sitting down for a meal there. But I definitely want to go back for a dinner service and I would go back for brunch again as well. It was and once things get back more to normal, I would also be happy to just walk up instead of the bar and eat Mm -hmm. as well as kind of a last minute type thing. So Disney Springs, we're going to keep going back. I feel safe there for the most part. I mean, of course, there's there's little moments that you kind of walk the opposite way. You know, if you see someone with their mask off or whatever it might be, but there's so much space and ability to. To keep yourself comfortable, I think it's it's somewhere that we'll keep going back to. I think that's the key. I think just knowing that there's enough space to kind of spread out or kind of, you know, go off to the side or, you know, even eat and just know that you're 
very spread out. I think they did a great job. And some stores are easier than other. Like World of Disney was very easy to spread out. And of course, they were monitoring that. Other stores like the Marvel and the Star Wars store that are close to the movie theater. We looked from the outside and it, it was just a little too cramped for what we wanted. So we passed on it and we didn't need anything. Yeah, we knew the, we weren't actually going to buy anything. So I think there's just little trade offs that you have to make like that, that you just have to gauge what what you're interested in. I am very, very excited for when a, the traditional bars can open back up. I am the biggest fan in the world of Hangar Bar. And I think they have all the room that you can spread out or eat on their back patio. So I'm really looking forward to more places opening up like that, that that we can go just more hang out at instead of eating a full meal. Because that gets pretty expensive. Oh, for sure. So to wrap this up, you want to talk about closing day? We're going to talk about it very briefly. and. We say that just because, you know, it didn't necessarily meet our expectations. And looking back, um, I'm sure in time, not today, but in time, we'll look back and, you know, we'll realize that it was all okay and it all worked out, obviously. But, you know, we just had this plan that we were going to go in and close on our house at 9 a.m., And then the movers would come and we'd get so much done and it'd be a great productive day. We almost booked a dinner for Friday night Mm -hmm, to celebrate. And, you know, we just had this perfectly planned out schedule and we quickly learned that all of those people who we thought would be on our timeline were not at all. Um, We had some things just kind of pop up and. I think we had to push back our our movers, I mean, three times. They ended up coming to our house at 6.15 that evening as compared to 11 a.m., which is what we originally planned. So it was just a lot of um, trying to be flexible, which we're just not good at, if we're being honest. Um, we just like to have things go the way that we planned and. Um, It was a lot of sitting because, of course, we had to leave our hotel room at 11 and then we didn't really have anywhere else to go until we closed. So just being patient and a lot of waiting and not having any data. (laughs) We were we were very creative with what we did during that time with our phones. We found little games and Candy Crush came back. So it worked out, but. I think it was a valuable lesson and maybe something that we'll need to keep in mind moving forward. It's just that no matter how much you plan, it didn't work out. And this isn't really the platform where we should air all of our grievances with, you know, everything that happened for us. I'd say all of the parties involved in our closing, 99.99% of the people that we worked with went above and beyond and fulfilled all of our expectations. I would just say. Do your research. Do your research and make sure that everyone that you are partnering with is someone that you feel confident will communicate with you, will do everything that they need to get done on their end to make this a 
it's it's a stressful process in nature, mm-hmm. but to try to take some of the stress away instead of adding some onto it. Um, but like I said, 99.9% of the interactions we had were flawless, but one squeaky wheel <laughs> almost throws the bus off the tracks. Is yeah. that how the saying goes? I don't know. I've never heard that before, but we'll go with it. I. I want I want to move on just because it is like we've already decided in our minds that when that it we, never happened <laughs> that that day never happened, and that's somewhat of a tough pill to swallow because closing day we thought was going to be mo- one of the most exciting days ever ever, and it ended up going sour really really quickly. It actually started going sour the night before where yeah. we knew that this was not going to be the picture perfect fairy tale day that we had imagined but um we we closed we moved in there were quite a few times during the day where we both thought we're not closing today and luckily it happened we pulled through we're in the house and that's all that matters and like Brendan said i think the next part of what we're going to talk about are just things that we've learned so far being in Florida. So it's been what, three days in Florida. And I feel like we've learned a lot. And one of them is that the people here, at least all the people that we've met so far are very friendly. And I know that probably sounds crazy, but coming from Nashville, middle Tennessee, I mean, that is something that we're, just pretty used to like people wave when they drive and you know everyone is pretty courteous and just like considerate like in public um I mean just about whatever you can think of so we were kind of nervous just moving to a new area and a new place like are people going to be the same way or you know know, different parts of the country have their different flaws so we just weren't sure what it was going to be like but so far everyone's been just so nice and above and beyond. And we've asked a lot of dumb questions along the way. Oh, yeah. And everybody's been very helpful. Uh, our checkout lady at Home Depot today was oh, she fantastic. She was the best. She was excellent. And it's just been wonderful. Other things that I've learned, very small sample size, but Floridians do not like Starbucks as much as Nashvilleians do. And maybe it's just the particular ones that we've been to, but we've been to three different Starbucks <laughs> because we don't have our coffee maker yet. Yeah. And all of them, we were the only people in line. They were empty. Which never happens in Nashville. And I do also wonder if it's because they're more spread, not spread out, but there are more of them. Does that make sense? Like we have so many around us that, you know, it's like your pick of the litter. and. Maybe we just didn't have many or maybe all the locals know of great coffee places that we haven't discovered yet. I don't know. But Starbucks has seemed to be empty and it's worked in our favor. We need to check out Duncan and maybe this is a Duncan town. But here's I know every Starbucks in Disney is always crowded. A madhouse. Yeah. So I don't know what else has stood out for you. Um, For me, every person that we've talked to or, you know, have mentioned like, oh, we just moved in and we're from Tennessee. The first thing 
they always want to tell me is that in Florida, there are more bugs or there are gators or there are snakes or there's this or there's that or whatever else. And I don't know if they're just trying to scare us away. I don't know if they're just trying to be helpful, but I feel like anyone who comes to Florida is very aware that there's a lot of wildlife. And I, I don't know. I'm just shocked that that's always the very first thing that people want to say to us. I don't know. I think it may just be something like, like in Nashville, probably what most people would say is like, oh, everybody's a musician or try. I I wouldn't tell my neighbor that. I don't know. And, And we love our neighbor. We think he's the greatest guy, but it just seemed to be like a trend. Like, you know, when in our first conversation of meeting him, that was one of the very first things that he said. And we're just like, what? We know. Yeah. A lot of people want to remind us that you might find a snake in your backyard or there might be a gator in your driveway. Watch out for bugs. They're everywhere. And, you know, I'm sure we might be in in for a rude awakening, but I don't know. If this is common knowledge or not, but Tennessee has bugs and snakes as well. No gators that we no know gators, of. Yeah. Actually, I do remember they pulled one out of the lake in our city once, but that's a completely different story. Yeah. Somehow he got up there. Um, but that has just been interesting. It's all it's been in a very helpful and like jovial way, but it's just funny that almost everybody has mentioned it. Yeah, as soon as they hear that we moved from out of state, that's the first thing they want to mention. So we're telling you so you can prepare. Prepare your speech for, I used to be a gator wrangler or something so that they take you seriously. Mm, Maybe it's like a rite of passage, like how do you react the first time you see a gator? I don't know. We'll be super excited. Kind of. As long as our dogs aren't near them or anything. I want safe, to see one. A safe distance. We keep looking out our back windows. Like every time we walk by, we look out the window to see if there's a gator. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe tomorrow's the day. Um, so last thing, I just want to talk about now that we're here, we're settled, we made it. We are Floridians. We still don't have our driver's license, but that's coming soon. What are the things that you want to do over the next couple of weeks? I'd say the first thing that's on our list is we do want to make our way to Universal here pretty soon. I mean, we don't have a timeline. We're not trying to think that specific, but we do know that it's something that we are interested in and excited for. So I'd say within maybe the next two or three weeks, We'll we'll have gone to Universal, which also means we'll probably have passes. Probably. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, I'm not buying a one day pass. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited for Universal. I've mentioned before, I've never been to Diagon Alley in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So I am super excited for that. Never been on Gringotts. Uh, neither of us have been on Hagrid's. And it seems like right now, at least your your odds are pretty good of getting on Hagrid's. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And then just to be in a theme park again, and we can debate to we're blue in the face about Disney versus Universal. But just to be in that environment again, I think is really going to be refreshing. Oh, it'll be exciting. I hope it's not stressful. I think from everything we've heard, Universal's made everyone feel very safe and, you know, 
people are falling by the guidelines. So I'm, I'm really excited to go. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think some other things that we have kind of on the horizon are just small um, house projects. So Brendan kind of already mentioned we made our first trip to Home Depot today. We don't need to do a ton, but of course, there's always things you want to do or you got to hang things. We love hanging things. So that'll be an adventure. Um, when we go back to Tennessee for the last time, um, we have to patch some holes <laughs> from hanging things there. So um, anything else? I think I really I want to explore more local food places. And I know a lot of them dining rooms aren't open and I don't even know if we're ready for dining rooms personally, but you can experience them via DoorDash or takeout, whatever it might be. We did open up DoorDash the other day to see what delivers to our house. Our possibilities are endless. Our bank accounts in trouble. Yeah. So many great options. So I am super excited about that to test it out. And I don't know. I just to wrap this up, I am so happy we're here, but I can without a doubt say it has not hit me yet. Yeah. So that's kind of the other part too. I guess we're just waiting to see when it sinks in. And I don't know if it's because we do still know we're going back to Tennessee just briefly um, to kind of get everything finished up just for a day. Um before coming back with the dogs. I don't know if that's what it is, but we're waiting for it, but we're excited. And if nothing else, it's going to hit us when we go to Disney in a couple of weeks. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's if, if it hasn't by then, I think that will push it over the edge and that will hit it where we are driving. We are leaving our house, getting in our car and driving to a Disney park. That'll be like a, no masks there. No, oh, I can't say it. No mascara, uh, sunglasses kind of day. I thought you were about to say a no mask day. I was like, who are you? No, no. Mask, the rules, we are guys. definitely rule followers. Yes. So, like we said at the beginning, probably the Moving Diary episodes are going to be fewer and far between. We are going to get back to a more normal schedule. I'm really excited about the new opportunities that we'll have down here trying to explore more video options and trying to build this studio out a little bit more uh, to make a, a better listening experience and for us to put, put out a better piece of content each and every week. So we will be back on Wednesday to do dinosaur storytelling episode. Yes. So then going from there, we should be back on a normal schedule. We would do our best. Life should be slowing down at least a little bit as we move forward. So thank you guys so much for following on, following along and listening to this crazy journey. And we hope to continue sharing this story as it unfolds. We are so appreciative of all of the messages and kind words that we have received over the last couple of weeks as we have moved down. It's really meant the world to us. And so we will be back on Wednesday and we hope you have a good week. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.